my friends, what an incredible, uh, extraordinary, really, liturgical journey that we have been on as we've been meditating on three transformative words that the Lord has been speaking to each of us. Three simple words, extraordinary. I love you. Really, the whole liturgical year has been echoing these words, God's love for us, beginning, of course, with Christmas, where God's love for us caused him to literally enter into his creation, enter into our human condition. And then for a few weeks during ordinary time, we meditated on God's call and the reality, the reality that he's calling us to remain in him as he remains in us. Then, of course, we began our Lenten journeys. We began where Jesus was tempted in the desert, tempted to reject the way of suffering and the cross. It ended, of course, with the greatest act of love in human history. The innocent literally tortured to death for the guilty. The God-man dying for love of you and me only to rise that Easter morning, conquering sin and death again out of love for you and for me. The whole Easter season, really the whole year, echoes these three words, I love you. Of course, Easter, in a special way, we focus on baptism. We focus on the reality that God's Love uh, is so intense that coming into our human condition was not enough. He literally wanted to dwell within each of us, the baptized, so perfectly that he leaves his mark, this character, this spiritual tattoo, marking us forever his. We are his. My friends, today we celebrate the reality that God wasn't done loving us. He desires to pour forth his mercy upon us. Divine Mercy Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter every year, given to us by Pope St. John Paul the Great on April 30th, year 2000. No doubt a fruit of his incredible devotion to Sister Maria Faustina, extraordinary saint. He canonized her on the day he gave us this great solemnity. St. Maria Faustina, we know, of course, she received many private revelations from Jesus. She wrote extensively of God's mercy in her diary. She says that the greatest attribute of love, of God, is love and mercy. For mercy unites the creature with the creator. Divine mercy is God's refusal, my friends, to leave us in our fallen condition. And today, Jesus enters the locked doors of our hearts and minds, and he banishes worldly fear. For mercy is where our misery meets God's heart and is overcome by it. I know I speak of this often, but I do love the Latin word for mercy, misericordia. Misericordia is uh, created by the combination of two other words. It's a combination of the word for misery, miserea. And we literally take that word and we rip it in half. And we place the Latin word for heart at its center, core. Of course, there's an extra D there, perhaps 
because it's the divine heart, his sacred heart, that he desires to place in the midst, in the center of our misery. Mercy is where our misery meets God's heart and is overcome by it. My friends, imagine this incredible gospel scene where they were meeting behind locked doors, no doubt very scared, terrified, afraid to make even a sound. Every step on the stairs, outside, every knock on the door sent fear through their bones. Would we be next? Would they take us and crucify us as well? My friends, I doubt anyone here is afraid of being crucified. Yet there are so many other worldly fears many of us face. It is into this fear, it is into this disposition of our hearts and minds that Jesus came, that Jesus comes to bring peace. Peace be with you. Jesus said to Sister Faustina that humanity will never find peace until it turns with trust to divine mercy. Jesus is fulfilling his promise in today's gospel. He is fulfilling it here and now in this Holy Mass. For at the Last Supper, some of his final words before his crucifixion and death, he told his disciples that they would and that we would weep and mourn, that they'd be in anguish when he left them, that we would be in anguish when it seems like he has left us. He told them, he told us that our spiritual journeys would not be without suffering, that our lives will have difficulties. We know this very much these days, that we will weep and mourn, that we will at times be in anguish. But he also assured them, and he assures each of us, that he'd come back. We'd see him again. Today's gospel, today's great solemnity is the fulfillment of that promise. It says Jesus came and stood in their midst. He comes and is in our midst here in this Holy Mass. For mercy is where our misery meets God's heart and is overcome by it. Yet sometimes I know it is difficult uh, experiencing mercy, feeling God's mercy, and when we are in this state, we are not at peace. Perhaps we're like Thomas. After all, Thomas called Didymus means twin. Maybe his are twin. We doubt God's mercy. Or we wonder if God is a merciful God. Or we require, like Thomas did, proof of his mercy. Where was Thomas? Well, we're not sure. Only God knows, I suppose. All we know is that he wasn't with the others. He wasn't with the other, other disciples, and that he doubted, and he demanded proof of their claims. He wasn't with the others. This, my friends, is not good, for we are all called to community. This gospel message is echoed in the first reading from, the, from Acts. The community of believers was of one heart and mind, it says. Together, they were together in faith. Mercy is found in community. Mercy is found in the church. Thomas wasn't with the others, and he doubted. 
but doubt is not the enemy of faith. Disengagement is the enemy. God can and does oftentimes use our doubts to bring about his mercy, to bring us ever closer to him. He brought about a great grace in today's gospel where Thomas screams out, my Lord and my God. He brought about this great grace. It's the climax of this fourth gospel, his confession of faith, for mercy is where our misery meets God's heart and is overcome by it. Today we celebrate the reality that Jesus knew that we would sin again. We would sin after our baptisms. So he instituted the sacrament of penance. He gave us the wonderful sacrament of confession in today's gospel, the perfect gospel narrative really for Divine Mercy Sunday, confession, a source of God's mercy, the sacrament of mercy, the room in which we encounter, encounter love in mercy itself. For Jesus breathed on his first priests and he gave them his power to forgive sin. He gave them the Holy Spirit, saying, receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. You know, Jesus said to St. Faustina that souls that make an appeal to my mercy delight me. We delight the Lord when he seek his mercy in the confessional. To such souls I grant even more gracious graces than they ask. Oh, what pain they cause me when they do not accept them. Tell souls not to place within their own hearts obstacles to my mercy, which so greatly wants to act within them. When you approach the confessional, he said, know this, that I myself am waiting there for you. I am only hidden by the priest, but I myself act in your soul. Here the misery of the soul meets the God of mercy. Mercy where our misery meets God's heart and is overcome by it. My friends, I encourage you all to turn to the God of mercy and make the sacrament of penance, make confession a common practice, even one once a month or more when necessary. I know many of you already have this beautiful habit. But some here wrongly think that their sin is too big, too big for the Lord. Know that scripture is filled with sinners. Moses, of course, a murderer. David, also a murderer, covering up his adultery. We know, of course, St. Paul, also a murderer, a persecutor of the early church. All are now celebrated in heaven. My friends, I don't care what you may have done. God doesn't love us because we are good. He loves us because he is good. The only unpardonable sin is one that is not brought to that sacrament of mercy, one that is not confessed. And the graces we receive in confessing our sins are tremendous. There are tremendous Grace is also available in a particular way on this day, this Divine Mercy Sunday. For Jesus said to Sister Faustina, on that day, the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon those souls who approach the fount of my mercy.
On that day, my friends, on this day, all the divine floodgates through which grace flow are open. Let no soul fear to draw near to me, even though its sins be as scarlet. We are encouraged, of course, to pray the chaplet of divine mercy. We did that before Mass this evening. And to meditate on the divine mercy image we have here in our sanctuary. You know, the whole gospel is summarized, as I said, in the Lord's three words to each of us. I love you. Today, he awaits our five-word response. Jesus, I trust in you. We are called, my friends, to trust, to truly trust in the Lord, to trust in his plan for each of us, and to accept the peace he offers in it, the peace that is Christ. For Jesus says, tell souls that from this fount of mercy, from the confessional in particular, souls draw graces solely with the vessel of trust. If their trust is great, there is no limit to my generosity. The gospel says, and now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. A week later, a week after Easter, today, right now, here in this Holy Mass, the Lord is calling us, even those of us with doubts, even those of us with demands, he's calling us to put our finger here, and to put our hand in a side and to not be unbelieving, but believe. I pray we will all open our hearts and minds widely to this incredible grace, always, of course, but in a particular way today, on this Divine Mercy Sunday, and that we will be instruments of this same grace to another, and allow our misery, allow their misery to meet God's heart and become and be overcome by it let mercy my friends lead to peace and may god be praised amen